Let's talk about freedom. What is freedom for a country? Well, if you're a developing nation and you have resources of any significance, I guarantee you will not be free. You'll not be free to have your own government. You'll hardly be free to develop your own resources in a way whereby you can truly benefit from them. That means downstream processing, manufacturing, and all that is required to develop those resources as much as possible onshore in your country where the benefits can be maximized and used to grow your economy. That will hardly happen. That will never happen. There are very few cases where that is actually happening in the world. In fact, I can't think of any except the nations that have decided to fight a bloody war to maintain their own freedom. And if you look around the world today, you can see countries, you can see examples of this happening right now. In history, you can just take a look at the African continent. You can just have a look at the South American continent, the Caribbean. And there are many examples of this. You can look at Asia, and there are many examples of this. Where nations that have dared to be free, to have their own government, to determine their own future, to own their own economy, to develop their resources in the way they feel will benefit them. Those nations have been attacked, have been ostracized, they have faced regime change, and they've had to have democracy introduced to them in a very brutal fashion. Examples, Iraq, Libya, Egypt, Look at what's happening in Syria right now. It's under siege. And if you were to read mainstream propaganda, if you were to follow mainstream propaganda, well, you'd imagine that these countries are in the wrong, that they have dictators and tyrants that are running and ruining their people's lives. And that may have been the case in some instances, but it is not the case in all instances. Look at Venezuela, for example what's happening there right now. Venezuela dared to be free. They finally got rich, rid, rid of the elite predatory rich that managed that country for so long as an extension of their elite predatory rich that managed the empire. They were like a franchise. And for that, they are now attacked. The narrative is that mainstream propaganda firstly comes out painting this dark, terrible picture of a government that is oppressive, dictatorial, and cannot manage. And then they starve your economy. They impose all manner of horrible sanctions so that your economy can barely function. And then they blame it on you. And they use that as a catalyst to say, the people are demanding freedom and democracy, and we need to come in then and give it to these people because they deserve to be free. Free how? Well, free according to their terms, not your terms. You're not allowed to think about freedom. You're allowed to think about freedom the way they want you to think about freedom, not the way you want to think about freedom. Now, let's look at our own island here, the island of New Guinea. Okay. It's already an example for us to see right here. It's divided in half. There's a 740-kilometer border that was drawn. 
by the European colonial powers. The Dutch took over that half of the island. The British and German took this half of the island. And that half of the island has now been handed over to a military regime that is owned by the empire. That's right, they own that regime. And all the West and the Western nations have lined up to plunder at will and whim. That's why they're so quiet about the genocide that's taking place across our border. The only reason why most of us know about it is because of the internet. I mean, a few of us had an idea what was happening, but a lot of people did not. I used to go in and out of there from time to time. My job was to collect information on what was going on and feed it to my administration. And as a very naive young officer at that time, I felt that things were going to happen. Nothing happened, and I kept wondering why. And it's because the West already owns that half the island. They don't care about what happens to the people. They've got what they want, the resources. Now let's look at our half of the island. What's happening here? Well, first and foremost, we've never changed these laws so that we can develop these resources in a meaningful way. In a meaningful way, meaning that we encourage downstream processing and we look at benefit-sharing agreements that are far more in our favor than what we currently see. We're being paid a minuscule 2% as a return on our resources, and we are the landowners. It's ridiculous. But I can tell you this, we're not free either. You know, we think we're free, but we're not. We don't own any of these resources in a sense that we're developing them meaningfully for our future, for our better benefits, for our maximum, optimum benefits. We have to change these laws first, make them our laws. When that happens, then we can develop these resources in a way where it will benefit us. But I can tell you that if you try to do that, that's when you'll suddenly realize what it means not to be free. Because I can guarantee you that there will be powerful forces that will turn up to make sure you don't do that. It's all about resources. And it makes you wonder, have we ever actually owned a government? Because in order to control these resources, you have to own your government. We've never owned our government, not this one and the ones that have come and gone. It's a sad fact. We were given some form of independence, 1975, 16 September. Yay, all of us cheered. We thought we were independent. We've never been independent. True independence comes from owning your economy. Do you own your economy? Of course not. You're a far, far long way away from that. Once you own your economy, then you can say, hey, we're really independent. You've got to own your economy, own your government. And once you have that done, you've ticked those boxes, then you can construct the future, a future that you would want, a future that your people deserve. Then you can say you're independent. We haven't done that. We don't own this government. We don't own this economy. We don't even own the laws that would allow us to develop these resources in a meaningful way so that we could benefit. That's the first box you've got to tick. You've got to tick that box, owning those laws. Actually, the first box is owning the government. Because if you own the government, they will then change those laws. Then you can downstream process to your heart's delight and ensure that the benefits remain in your country and could grow your economy then you can construct your future. But this is hardly going to happen. This is a fantasy. I can say if we try to put in a government that actually belongs to the people, it won't be allowed. 
it won't be allowed. Whoever gets elected would be given the usual roadmap and said, told, do this. And if they don't, well, they'll be removed. And a government that belongs to the people that control everything around the world today, with the exception of Russia and China and a few other nations that have dared to stand up, well, they'll turn up. Thank you. So the vote of no confidence is a topic of great discussion recently because the 18 months grace period has ended. The government's gone to court to question whether or not it can be entertained. It's a tactic designed or intentionally and deliberately employed to delay any possible effort. This would give you the idea that a vote of no confidence is very real. It can happen. Okay, that there are problems in the government. This is the only reason why they've adjourned for three months and this is the only reason why they've taken this to court. If the government were confident, they wouldn't adjourn for so long and they wouldn't take this to court because they'd say, well, we have the numbers, we can defeat this, we're not worried about this. The fact that they've adjourned for three months, the fact that they've taken this matter to court to try to, to you know, say that the vote of no confidence is unconstitutional are all indicators that the government is worried, that there are things that aren't right in the O'Neill able government. Anyhow, all of that aside, this, this discussion is not about that, but this discussion is about your government, whatever government that's in place in Parliament. The test for any government will be this. Will they be able to change the resource laws that have existed well before and continue to exist after independence? These laws that were designed to ensure that the resources extracted and developed from this nation are funneled off to benefit an elitist predatory rich members of a very exclusive club that have a significant say over what happens in this world so that will be the test of a government to determine whether that government belongs to its people or is just a franchise an extension of the predatory rich elite that control the world. We will see this if there is a vote of no confidence and if this government is deposed because this government hasn't made any efforts to change these laws which tell you that this government is a franchise of the elitist predatory rich that control the world. And they will give it certain freedoms to do and say what they want but the resources must go back to their masters, to the owners of the franchise something for you to think about. Conspiracy theory much, you might say? Look at Indonesia and what they've, do, they've done to West Papua. How come no one said shit about that? Well, the West don't care because they own that. They've got all the resources they want. Look at what's happening in Venezuela. Why regime change? Because the Venezuelans dare to be free. Look at what's happened in the Middle East. Look at what's going on in Yemen, which you don't hardly ever hear about. And look at Saudi Arabia. The most brutal dictatorship in the world, but it's allowed to exist. And there's absolutely no concern raised by the West. Why? Because it's their franchise. Look at what's happening in Syria. Why are they trying to depose Assad? Because he's not doing what they want. He's not their man. They've got to put their man in there. And etc, etc. The examples are too great and numerous for me to go through today on this segment. I'm just a nobody telling you something that I think I know a little bit about.